Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to the Alex Cardinal Show, your one stop for news, sports, current events, current news, politics, and fun. With plenty of action packed into this show, there is something for everyone. What will Alex be talking about today? Want to call in and interact with Alex? Call in live at 1 3236421605. Now, coming to you live from Springfield, Massachusetts, is the crazy Alex Cardinal. Take it away, Alex. All of us to all of you. Happy Valentine's Day! You are tuned in live to Cooking with Alex Cardinal, live exclusively on The Alex Cardinal Show. Chef Alex brings his five years of kitchen experience to The Alex Cardinal Show with many delicious recipes, tips, and tricks coming your way, you can rest assured that you will become a better cook in your own kitchen. What is Chef Alex cooking for us today? What recipes are in store? Let's find out. Live from his kitchen all the way in Springfield, Massachusetts, it's Chef Alex. Take it away, Chef. Friday night edition of the Alex Cardinelli Show. I'm your host, Chef Alex, and thank you for tuning in to the Alex Cardinelli Show on this fine Friday night. I hope you guys had a wonderful week, and are looking forward to a wonderful weekend. Now, this weekend's going to be a very special weekend, as it's Valentine's Day weekend. And I like Valentine's Day, even though I am single. Because Valentine's Day is a time in your life where you get to love all your family members and your wives and your husbands and your boyfriends and your girlfriends. And even if you are single, you get to love your parents and everyone that's around you. So I really do like Valentine's Day. Anyways, Valentine's Day is all about romance, and when it comes to romance, there is a lot of food that goes with Valentine's Day. And... Um, I'm here to help you with that because, let's face it, everyone likes good food on Valentine's Day. So we're going to talk about that tonight on the Alice Cardinelli Show. This is going to be our second episode of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli here on the Alice Cardinelli Show, and it's going to be an awesome one. All right, so I'm going to first start off by saying Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I know Valentine's Day is officially tomorrow, but I'm going to go ahead and give you an early Happy Valentine's Day. And if you're single, just like me, have no fear. You're going to find a special someone in your life at some point. God makes sure that anyone finds their special someone, so keep trying. You'll be sure to find your special someone. So happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And even if you are single, you can still have a delicious meal on Valentine's Day and still enjoy the day. Now tomorrow, I'm either going to be going out to eat with my parents for Valentine's Day or I'm going to be cooking for my mom and dad on Valentine's Day. We haven't decided yet, but I'm happy to celebrate Valentine's Day. All right, so what an awesome introduction to the show. 
Now, let's talk about our show agenda for tonight. I'm going to have a discussion on the history of chocolate because, believe it or not, Valentine's Day would not be Valentine's Day without chocolate. I'm going to discuss my menu for Valentine's Day in case I stay home and cook. I'll give out some Valentine's Day breakfast ideas. I'll give out some Valentine's Day lunch ideas. And I'll give out some Valentine's Day dinner ideas as well as some Valentine's Day dessert and snack ideas. I'll discuss going out to eat or cooking at home for Valentine's Day. And finally, I've got 11 wonderful recipes for Valentine's Day, including some great recipes for breakfast, which would be French toast, red velvet pancakes, mushroom omelets, and even some great recipes for lunch and dinner, and some great dessert recipes. So you'll want to stick around for the end of the show for those 11 awesome recipes. And I can promise you these recipes are going to be delish. So hopefully you'll go ahead and make them. All right. Now, as always, you can go ahead and call in live at one three two three six four two one six zero five. That's one three two three six four two one six zero five to ask any Valentine's Day cooking questions you've got, or any Valentine's Day baking questions you have, or discuss your favorite chocolate, or call in to wish me a happy Valentine's Day. One three two three six four two one six zero five. Since Valentine's Day is all about love, I would love to hear from some of you. So go ahead and call in one three two three six four two one six zero five. No question is too dumb. So if you got a Valentine's Day cooking or baking questions, let me hear it. All right. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get this show started now. We all know chocolate is synonymous with Valentine's Day. It isn't Valentine's Day without chocolate. And I know all of you, my lovely listeners, will be eating chocolate by this time tomorrow. Chocolate makes you feel good, and it really helps set in the romantic mood. So, since chocolate is such a big seller for one of the largest chocolate companies in the world, Hershey's, on Valentine's Day, I want to start today's show off by discussing the history of Hershey's. It all started with a decision. The Hershey Company originated with candy manufacturer Milton Hershey's decision in 1894 to produce sweet chocolate as a coating for his caramels. Located in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the new enterprise was named the Hershey Chocolate Company. In 1900, the company became, began producing milk chocolate in bars, wafers, and other shapes. With mass production, Hershey was able to lower the per unit cost and make milk chocolate once a luxury item for the wealthy affordable to all. One early advertising slogan described this new product as a palatable confection and a most nourishing food. A company on the move. The immediate success of Hershey's low-cost, high-quality milk chocolate soon caused the company's owner to consider increasing his production faculties. He decided to build a new chocolate factory amid the gently rolling farmland 
of South Central Pennsylvania in Deary Township, where he had been born, close to the ports of New York and Philadelphia that supplied the imported sugar and cocoa beans needed, surrounded by dairy farms that provided the milk required, and with a local labor supply of honest, hardworking people, the location was perfect. By the summer of 1905, a new factory was turning out delicious milk chocolate. And Hershey's has some wonderful milk chocolate bars, by the way. All right. A Kiss for the Whole World, which is the famous Hershey Kisses. Looking to expand its product line, the company in 1907 began producing a flat-bottomed, conical milk chocolate candy that Mr. Hershey himself decided to name Hershey's Kisses Chocolates. At first, they were individually wrapped in little squares of silver foil, but in 1921, machine wrapping was introduced. The technology was also used to add the familiar plum at the top to signify to consumers this was a genuine Hershey's Kisses chocolate. In 1924, the company even had it trademarked. New Products Hard Times Throughout the next two decades, even more products were added to the company's offerings. These included the Mr. Goodbar candy bar in 1925, Hershey syrup in 1926, Hershey's chocolate chip in 1928, and the Crackle Bar in 1938. Despite the Great Depression of the 1930s, these products helped the newly incorporated Hershey Chocolate Corporation maintain its profitability and avoid any worker layoffs. Nevertheless, supported by the CIO Labor Union, a group of workers staged a six-day six strike that ended with the strikers being forcibly removed by loyal workers and local farmers. Hershey's Chocolate Goes to War. With the outbreak of World War II, the Hershey Chocolate Corporation, which had provided milk chocolate bars to American doughboys in the First War, was already geared up to start producing a survival rate ration bar for military use. By the end of the war, more than a billion ration D bars had been produced, and the company had earned no less than five Army, Navy, E production awards for exceptional contributions to the war effort. In fact, the company's machine shop even turned out parts for the Navy's anti-aircraft guns. Now, here's the best part of Hershey's, where they introduced my favorite candy bar of all time, the Hershey's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. A family friend becomes a family member. The post-war period saw the introduction of a host of new products and the acquisition of an old one. Since 1928, H.B. Harry Reese's Candy Company, also located in Hershey, had been making chocolate-covered peanut butter cups. Given that Hershey Company supplied the coating for Reese's peanut butter cups, the rapper said, made in Chocolate Town, so they must be good. It was not surprising that the two companies had a good relationship. As a result, seven years after Reese's death in 1956, 
the HB Reese's Company was sold to Hershey's Chocolate Corporation, and Reese's Peanut Cups became official products of Hershey's. Growing up and branching out, the following decades would see the company renamed Hershey Foods Corporation in 1968, expanding its confectionery product lines, acquiring related companies, and even diversifying into other food products. Among the other many acquisitions were San Gargo Macaroni and Del Monaco Foods in 1966, marketing and manufacturing rights to English candy company Ron Shree Macintosh Products, 1970, Y&S Candies, makers of Twizzlers Licorice, 1977, Dishworth Corp Confectionery Operations, 1986, Peter Paul and Cadbury's U.S. Confectionery Operations in 1988, and Rizzoni Foods in 1990. The Hershey Company enters a new century. Today, the Hershey Company is the leading North American manufacturer of chocolate and non-chocolate confectionery and grocery products. As the new millennium begins, the Hershey Company continues to introduce new products frequently and takes advantage of growth opportunities through acquisitions. Hershey's products are known and enjoyed the world over. In fact, the company markets its products in approximately 70 countries worldwide. With approximately 14,000 employees and net sales in excess of $6.6 billion, the Hershey Company remains committed to the vision and values of the man who started it all so many years ago. So that's a little bit of history of the Hershey Chocolate Factory and Hershey Chocolate Company in general. All right, we've got our very first caller of the evening on Cooking with Alice Cardinelli, Valentine's Day 2015 special. So thank you very much for calling into the Alice Cardinelli show in our Cooking with Alice Cardinelli episode tonight. Hello, Alex. How are you doing? This is William T. I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight, I'm sir? Gonna... All right, uh, I'm going to tell you something you probably didn't know or probably really not going to like to hear about Milton Hershey. Uh, years and years ago, he was using child labor, which helped to reduce the cost for him of these chocolates. That's how he was able to actually reduce the price of chocolate so that the average person could afford to buy chocolates. In fact, there is a recent lawsuit against the Hershey Company for this that's been ongoing for many years. Did you know that? No, I never knew that. That's, that's surprising to me. I never knew that before, but thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you that in case you didn't know, uh, that that's how he was able to actually reduce the cost of chocolate. Uh, he was in Africa, and he was using African children from African farms to actually do the work, and he was paying very, very, very little, and that's uh, how he was able to reduce the cost of chocolate. Just wanted to let you know that, Alex, and thanks for I letting me call it. in. 
You're welcome. It does make sense now. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Uh, you too. And I'm going to stay on for the rest of the show. I want to hear about some of that red velvet stuff you got going on there. All right. Sounds great, sir. And hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. All right, so that was a wonderful call. You're welcome to call in at 1-323-642-1605 if you have any questions on Hershey's or um, anything of that nature and discuss chocolate with us, 1-323-642-1605. Thank you very much, William, for that wonderful information. I still do like Hershey's because their candies are very delicious and if you want to talk about your favorite Hershey candy, go ahead and call in, 1-323-642-1605. All right, now we're going to talk about one of the most popular Valentine's candies, and that is the Hershey Kisses. So it's learned the history of the Hershey Kisses. They were created in 1907, an American classic. Hershey's Kisses brand chocolates were first introduced in 1907. It's not known exactly how they received their name, but a popular theory is that the candy was named for the sound or motion of the chocolate being deposited during manufacturing. 1921, machine wrapping. The basic concept of the present-day wrapping machines for Hershey Kisses chocolates dates back to a single-channel wrapper developed in August of 1921. The plume was added around this time. Before these machines, Kisses chocolates were wrapped by hand, which, as you can imagine, was a lot of work. Today's machines can wrap up to 1,300 Kisses per minute. Wow, it's a lot of kisses they can wrap. It certainly beats the hands of labor. 1924, the famous plume. Our founder, which is, of course, the Hershey Company founder, Milton S. Hershey, Hershey obtained a registered trademark for the iconic plume extending out of the wrapper in 1924. 1931, a formula perfected. The shape of Hershey Kisses has not changed, but there were a few chocolate variations produced between 1909 and 1931 that were offered in addition to the standard milk chocolate flavor. These names included Sweethearts from 1900 to 1918, Silver Tops, 1909-1931, and Silver Points, 1918-1929. As of 1931, all of these variations have been retired. 1942, Kisses in List. Production on Hershey Kisses chocolates was briefly interrupted from 1942 to 1949 due to the rationing of foil during World War II. Kisses chocolate mixes, mixing machines were also used at this time to produce chocolate paste for military ration bars. It's estimated that 3 billion ration units were produced during this period. 1962 to 1968, Kisses Go Technicolor. In 1962, Hershey's Kisses chocolates joined the color revolution by adding red and green colored Kisses for Christmas in addition to the traditional silver. Today, 
Hershey's Kisses chocolates get colored up for all sorts of occasions, like pastels for Easter, red for Valentine's Day, and autumn colors for our fall harvest collection. 1976, our foil gets official. Hershey's attains a registered trademark for the configuration of Kisses chocolates with their foil wrapper. 1990s and 1993, welcome to the team. In September of 1990, Hershey's adds their first major addition to the Hershey Kisses brand lineup with Kisses Milk Chocolate with Almonds. Hogs Candies joined the lineup in 1993, featuring a mini Kisses Milk Chocolate hogs by Creamy White Chocolate. That sounds good. I love white chocolate, as you guys know. 2002, get them while you can. To indulge our fans' desire for variety, the first Hershey Kisses limited editions are introduced. The lineup changes yearly and has included such flavors as extra creamy chocolate, double fudge, strawberry cream, mint, peanut butter, and the list goes on and on. 2003, more flavors into the fry. In June 2003, Hershey Kisses add more flavors to their Hershey Kiss Fray. Special dark, mildly sweet chocolate to the Hershey Kiss family. This is followed by the addition of Kisses Milk Chocolate with Caramel, featuring the traditional Hershey's Milk Chocolate with a creamy caramel center. Hard to believe the Hershey Kisses made it 100 years without these delicious additions. All right, so that's the history of Hershey Kisses, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you are going to be having some Hershey Kisses for Valentine's Day. All right, now some other Valentine's Day Hershey products would include Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kats, Almond Joy, and all the other great Hershey products. Now, I'm going to talk to you about my favorite Hershey products really, really quick. And that would be Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. My personal favorite um, Hershey's product is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. I really do like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And this year for Valentine's Day, I went to my grocery store today, and luckily they did have some Valentine's Day candy left, and I picked up some white chocolate Valentine's Day Reese's Peanut Butter Hearts. So I'm really looking forward to having some white chocolate Reese's tomorrow. So that's going to be great. So what kind of candy are you guys going to have for Valentine's Day this year? Go ahead and call in at one three two three six four two one six zero five, and I'd like to hear what kind of candy you're going to have for Valentine's Day. All right. Now, we're going to move on down, so I hope you guys enjoyed our history of chocolate. Now, I'm going to talk about my Valentine's Day menu for this year. Now, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm unsure if I'm going to be going out to eat or cooking dinner for Valentine's Day. We're going to decide that tomorrow morning. But I do have a menu in store in case we do decide to stay home. I am going to be cooking breakfast and dessert, though, if we do go out to eat. So this year for Valentine's Day for my parents and my family, who I love dearly, I'm going to be cooking breakfast, and that's going to be fresh toast with delicious strawberries. I make some delicious French toast. I use Texas toast and, of course, the classic egg batter, which is seasoned with cinnamon 
and sugar and vanilla extract, and I put that in my griddle, saute that on the griddle, take it off, and then I sliced up some strawberries and put that on the plate. Last year I did a banana foster French toast, but I forgot to buy bananas this year, but I do have strawberries lying around. So this year for Valentine's Day I'm going to be doing a strawberry French toast, which is going to be great. And I've got a recipe for French toast later on in the show, if you guys want to make French toast for your loved ones on Valentine's Day. And then for lunch tomorrow, I'm going to be making a classic Italian soup, Italian wedding soup with some homemade meatballs and some gelatini pasta, spinach, and a classic Italian chicken broth. So Italian wedding soup is a great, great thing for lunch because it shows people you really do care about them. And if I do stay home for dinner tomorrow, and if I do cook at home for dinner tomorrow, I'll be making chicken marsala, which is an Italian entree. It has chicken, mushrooms, it has sometimes onions, or it can even have um, shallots. And it also has the Italian wine, marsala wine, and chicken broth. And usually it goes along with risotto or pasta, but I'll be doing pasta because I really don't like risotto. And chicken marsala is a great meal. It it shows a lot of work, and you put a lot of love into making it, so it's a great entree for Valentine's Day. And I really do recommend making chicken marsala for Valentine's Day. If I do stay home, that'll be what I'm going to be making. Now, I'm undecided about going out to eat or staying at home, and I'll discuss that later on in the show. And for dessert, I'm going to be making red velvet whoopie pies, and, of course, my mom's favorite dessert, marble cake. My mom and dad really don't care for red, anything red velvet. Just me and my brothers love red velvet. My mom and my dad don't really care for it, so they're going to get their marble cake. They love their marble cake. And, by the way, marble cake is simply just um, a vanilla cake swirled with chocolate. But for me, if it's Valentine's Day, you've got to have something with red velvet. So, you know, I'll be doing something with red velvet. All right, now, that is my Valentine's Day menu, and that is what I'll be making for Valentine's Day. Now, I'm going to help you with your Valentine's Day menu with some ideas for you, because I know some of you are are wondering, what are you going to make tomorrow if you're going to be staying home and cooking? So, I'll start with Valentine's Day breakfast ideas. Now, you've got a whole variety of options for breakfast, are you going to do an early morning breakfast at, say, 7 or 8 a.m. in the morning? Or are you going to do a brunch type of breakfast at 10 to 12 in the morning? So I'm going to give you ideas for both. So let's say you're going to do an early morning breakfast. You have your classic French toast. You've got your classic pancakes. And if you really want to make it a Valentine's Day pancake, you can do red velvet pancakes by adding cocoa powder, some more sugar, buttermilk, and red food coloring to your pancake batter. And instead of using maple syrup on your Red velvet pancakes, you're going to want to use the cream cheese icing. And I've got a delicious red velvet pancake recipe coming up later on in the show. And the red velvet pancakes are awesome. You could also do red velvet waffles for an early morning breakfast if you, if you have the luxury of having a waffle maker. I've got one, but I can't find it, so I'm going to have to go look for it at some point. Um, 
You could also do omelets. I know omelets are a lot of work, but a lot of work creates a lot of love. So if you love um, omelets, then I recommend making omelets for your loved one on Valentine's Day because omelets are great, and they do show you love that person very deeply. Now, you can also make scrambled eggs. I'm not a big fan of scrambled eggs, but I know a lot of people might enjoy scrambled eggs, so you can certainly make scrambled eggs if you wish for Valentine's Day. And, of course, you can make um, sausages and bacon to go along with your breakfast. So that's a lot of suggestions for an early morning breakfast. Now let's talk brunch because we know brunch is a mixture of breakfast and lunch. Now, in the past I have done um, brunches on Valentine's Day when I fell on a weekend. So this is what I usually do. I would serve French toast or pancakes, either one, and then I would create um, a nice uh, scrambled eggs with spinach and some other vegetable for a spinach omelet and some cheese. And then I would make a nice grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup and a nice chicken florentine, chicken piccata. So there's a lot of options for brunch, but generally you want to stick with lighter um, lunch and dinner items when you're serving a brunch. So good ideas for Valentine's Day brunch would include French toast or pancakes, um, turkey sandwiches, scrambled eggs, or small, small pasta portions. You can do any kind of pasta you want at brunch, any kind of meat you want at brunch because you're trying to incorporate lunch and dinner. But I think a lot of you tomorrow will be doing the early breakfast as opposed to the brunches. I know a lot of the restaurants are going to offer a brunch, and you're going to see dishes like chicken florentine, chicken piccata, vegetarian lasagna, and things like that. You guys can obviously do that at home for a brunch as well, but I certainly would recommend sticking with the early morning breakfast on a day like Valentine's Day. So those are my ideas for a Valentine's Day breakfast. Now let's talk about a Valentine's Day lunch ideas. Yes, if you really love your wife, husband, kids, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you're going to cook for them breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or breakfast and lunch, you take them out to eat, whatever. So my Valentine's Day lunch ideas are pretty simple. You don't need to make a huge meal for lunch because chances are you're going to eat a lot for dinner and you're going to have dessert and stuff. So you don't need a big, big, big meal for lunch. You can do a simple thing like grilled cheese and tomato soup or a homemade soup and a uh, cold-cut sandwich. Or you can do a quick little pasta dish like raviolis or tornellinis and marinara or alfredo or pesto sauce. Or you can even do a nice salad with fresh strawberries and gorgonzola cheese and chicken and uh, or steak. Don't go crazy with lunch ideas. Keep it short and simple. Put some work into it. Remember, cooking is a sign of love. You're cooking with someone. You want them to taste your food, and you want them to love your creation. So have a simple lunch idea. 
Now, you can go in the kitchen and make paninis. If you've got a panini maker, I think it's very nice for a Valentine's Day lunch. Um, you can even make uh, French fries and hamburgers for lunch idea. Just keep it short and simple. You can even make a flatbread pizza using flatbread and top that with marinara sauce and mozzarella cheese. You can obviously shape the flatbread in the shape of a heart by using a heart cookie cutter. But you've got a lot of ideas for for lunch. And now for the Valentine's Day dinner ideas. Now, if you're going to be staying home, these are going to be some great options to look out, look at for Valentine's Day. First, you've got American classic steak and lobster, also known as surf and turf. Now, if someone has a shellfish allergy, like myself, then I would do steak and chicken or steak and pork, and you can still call it surf and turf technically, even though it won't be surf and turf. But a lot of people, 95% of men, like surf and turf, and I know your ladies are going to like it too. So you can do steak and lobster for your entree. And lobster is expensive, but um, it really is something you need for Valentine's Day if you really do love someone and you got a special someone in your life, I would recommend using steak and lobster. But if neither one of you likes steak and lobster, you can definitely make um, chicken parmesan, chicken marsala, chicken franchise, chicken piccata, or any of those Italian entrees. The Italian entrees are delicious, and Italian entrees are made with a lot of love. So a lot of people are going to like Italian entrees, whether it be, like I said, chicken parm, veal parm, eggplant parm, baked feedy or anything. It's made with love. Um, you can make a nice stuffed pork tenderloin. That'd be a great idea for Valentine's Day um, or any other kind of meat like a pork roast or a pot roast or a beef roast. Those would be good for Valentine's Day as well. Now, a lot of the restaurants are going to be serving some sort of meat, whether it be steak, pork, or chicken, or fish. So this is not really a vegetarian um, holiday, but I do, I do have um, a vegetarian recipe that I'm going to share later on in the show, and that's the pasta florentine. Lasagna works well for Valentine's Day. So there is all my ideas for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, of course, you could obviously cook whatever you and your other half like equally, and that would be great. Now, the key to having a great Valentine's Day dinner is to have the food cooked to perfection, have some romantic music in the background, and have some delicious wine or your favorite alcoholic beverage, and have a good time. Now, you can obviously do that at a restaurant, but if you're poor like me, you can do this at home and still have as great of a time as you would have in the restaurant. And that was something I learned in culinary school, even though I was only 18 at the time and I was still single. All right, and the final ideas that I want to give to you would be Valentine's Day dessert and snack ideas. Now, dessert can be anything because I know a lot of you have different tastes in dessert, some of you like saltier desserts, and some of you like sweeter desserts, and some of you like the in-between in desserts, like myself. I like a little sweet and a little salty in my desserts. So 
So, obviously, one of the desserts that I'm going to suggest would be a chocolate-covered strawberry. This is very synonymous with Valentine's Day. Over the years, I've seen chocolate-covered strawberries becoming very popular during Valentine's Day. And I don't know what it is about chocolate-covered strawberries. Maybe it enhances love or maybe it enhances uh, romance, but people love sharing chocolate-covered strawberries for Valentine's Day, and I've got a great recipe for that for you to check out in a couple minutes. And chocolate-covered strawberries are very, very simple to make, so I definitely recommend you making chocolate-covered strawberries. Now, the next, the next thing you can make for Valentine's Day is a great dessert you'll find at a restaurant on Valentine's Day. But nine times out of ten, you're going to pay a high price for it. You're probably going to pay about $10 to $12 for it. And it's something in, in culinary arts we call chocolate lava cake. And basically a chocolate lava cake is a cake that is under underbaked so that that chocolate gooiness ushers out of the cake like a chocolate lava flow or a chocolate river flow. Very, very delish. And it's best served with powdered sugar and ice cream. And I know a lot of you love chocolate lava cakes. I know a lot of you are going to be ordering it at restaurants because it's going to be available at restaurants. And it's definitely something that I really do like. But you can make it at home. I've got a very simple recipe for chocolate lava cakes that I'm going to share tonight. A lot of people think that chocolate lava cakes are very hard to make, but they're not. They're not that difficult at all. And you're going to find out how easy it is to make chocolate lava cakes at home on the show today. Now, of course, I personally think red velvet cake should be a part of Valentine's Day because red velvet cake is red and red represents romance in my opinion so I definitely think you should have at least a slice of red velvet cake or a red velvet cupcake or you should make one of my red velvet whoopie pies or even have red velvet pancakes on Valentine's Day. It would not be Valentine's Day, in my opinion, without red velvet. It needs to have at least one red velvet thing. At least go out and buy a red velvet Oreos from your grocery store. Yes, believe it or not, Oreo Company now has red velvet Oreos, and I tried them, and they were awesome. But I personally like red velvet cake, and I think it goes great on Valentine's Day. Let me tell you a short story here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. Let me tell you how I was introduced to red velvet cake. I was in culinary school a couple years ago, and it was actually a Valentine's Day. I was working at a Valentine's Day buffet, and I was put in charge of desserts. I was, I was, I was supposed to make a couple of Valentine's Day desserts, and one of the desserts we made was chocolate-covered strawberries and a chocolate lava cake. And the instructor told me, I want you to come up with a cake that's going to be very, very red because red represents romance, and it has to have a little bit of cocoa flavor. So I didn't know about red velvet cake at the time. So I went on Google Research, and I did a quick search on a red cake. It has a little bit of cocoa flavor, and lo and behold, I came across red velvet cake. And I instantly, instantly became in love with the red velvet cake after my first bite. It was great. A red velvet cake has a mixture of vanilla and a little bit of chocolate flavor. It has a moist texture due to the buttermilk in it. As a matter of fact, 
We sold out of red velvet cake quicker than you can count. Um, we did not sell any chocolate-covered strawberries. Oh, we maybe sold a few, but we didn't sell any of the lava cakes, and we actually ended up giving those to our our uh, our cooks in um, family meal. And family meal is basically a meal where the chefs and all the waitresses and waiters and dishwashers get to eat whatever's left. So we had a chocolate lava cake. And luckily, I was the, the maker of the red velvet cake, so obviously me, the instructor, and all the culinary art instructors got to taste the red velvet cake. But everyone else that worked there didn't get the chance to try red velvet cake. But, of course, I made another one the next day, and they had to try it then. But that is where uh, I became in love with red velvet cake. It's a story of me that I wanted to share with you. On Valentine's Day, I found out about red velvet cake. And I'm sharing it with you here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. And it was a really good honor of mine to come, uh, find out Red Cake. And it's now my personal favorite cake of all time. And believe it or not, our next Cooking with Alice Cardinelli show in March is going to be on Red Velvet Cake. All right. Now back to our dessert suggestions. You could obviously do cookies, cannolis, eclairs, or purchase desserts from your bakery. Uh, support your local bakery because these bakeries nowadays do need support. So I would uh, like to say go ahead and support your local bakeries if you're not really um, a good baker. All right, so those are all my ideas for Valentine's Day. I hope you guys really, really did enjoy them. All right, now our last topic before we go to our commercial break it's going to be going out to eat versus cooking at home for Valentine's Day. I really am in favor of both of them, but I'm going to tell you the pros and cons of each one. The pros of going out to eat on Valentine's Day is you don't have to do dishes. You get to enjoy quality time at a fine dining restaurant or whatever restaurant you go to. You get to enjoy quality time with your wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, in your family, and have a great, delicious meal. And you get great service. You get people serving you. You almost get treated like a king and queen. That's what I really enjoy about going out to eat on a Valentine's Day. And I said this already, but it's really important. You don't have to do dishes on Valentine's Day, which is something I know a lot of you regret. Now, let's talk about the cons of going out to eat for Valentine's Day. Expensive, expensive, expensive. Valentine's Day is the most popular day in restaurants, believe it or not. A lot of people go out to eat on Valentine's Day, so they know this, so they're going to jack their prices up so they can make more money on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is their highest profit in the whole entire year, believe it or not. And the year is brand new, and they're making the most money in the second month. So they're going to jack their prices up and charge you double. But with that being said, you are going to get exceptional service and great food, hopefully, for the price they're going to pay. And sometimes a lot of these Valentine's Day meals come prefixed which means the entree, appetizer, and dessert, and beverage are all included in the price. So that's good. Now, the next, the next con about uh, going out to eat on Valentine's Day is it's most likely going to be packed 
That's right. It's going to be packed on Valentine's Day, so you're going to have a hard time finding seats and finding reservations, but it is expected when going out to eat for Valentine's Day. And the last con about going out to eat on Valentine's Day, you might have to go out to several restaurants before you can actually get seated and eat. But if you're determined to go out to eat on Valentine's Day, you might as well just do that. Last year, I did not cook for Valentine's Day. I went out to eat, and I had to go to four different restaurants. And finally, the fifth one, I actually was able to sit down, and I got my food a half hour later. So Valentine's Day is a very, very packed time to go out to eat. What I would recommend doing is staying home and cooking on Valentine's Day and going out to eat on Sunday. That way, you'll have your normal prices and slower service, or excuse me, slower uh, slower customers, meaning it won't be as busy, and you'll still get great service. All right, now let's talk about the pros and cons of cooking at home on Valentine's Day. The pros is you're cooking with love. Another pro is you're showing how much your other half, you're showing your other half how much you love them. And third, you are going to have fun cooking. Now the cons of cooking at home would be dishes. And what if you're not a good cooker? You accidentally burn the food and you've got to order food out anyways. But generally you can be a good cooker if you follow the recipes exactly and watch your cooking time. So that is the pros and cons of going out to eat versus... Oh, I'm sorry. So that's the pros and cons of going out to eat and um, cooking at home. All right. So what an awesome start to today's show. And I've been talking for 45 minutes straight, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys are getting bored. Hopefully not. Hopefully you guys are not getting bored. All right. Well, coming up next here on the uh, Alice Cardinelli Show, it's the fun part of the show. I've got 11 great recipes for you, including red velvet pancakes, red velvet whoopie pies, French toast, chicken parm, chicken marsala, and more. So stick around. I've got 11 great recipes for you here on the Alex Cardinelli Show. So right now we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and we're also going to hear some wonderful Valentine's Day music for your listening pleasures. Stick around. We've got plenty more of the Alex Cardinelli Show, Cooking with Alex Cardinelli, Next, here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. And don't forget, you can call in at 1-323-642-1605. I'd love to hear from you. All right, we're back with more after a word from our sponsors. The Aquatic Wetline is a tropical fish-keeping podcast that is dedicated to all the tropical fish keepers. The Aquatic Wetline covers fresh water, salt water, and reptiles. The Aquatic Wetline is the one and only fish-keeping podcast hosted by a fish-keeper for fish-keepers. Aquatic Wetline is one of the original fish-keeping podcasts that was the first to be dedicated to freshwater fish on Blog Talk Radio. With over 100 episodes and plenty of new episodes coming to you live each week, Aquatic Wetline is the place to be for all fish-keepers. So check us out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquaalex
Dakota Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus. Aquatics Euphoria, a podcast about fish, all things fish and everything fish. Let William T. and his co-hosts dive deep into your tank and come up with a great fish species topic for a great show. Check out Aquatics Euphoria today for an enjoyable fish show. William T. and his co-hosts do it all. Salt water, fresh water, and yes, plants and even specials on other interesting topics. Surf over there, right after this wonderful show here on Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that William T. has a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids. Teens and in-betweens. Epiphany is a podcast about revelations, sudden awarenesses and innuendos. William T. will discuss topic by topic, week by week or maybe day by day. You never know with William T. This podcast is controversial at best, interesting at least. Come join William T. at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash epiphany USA. Come hear what all the hype is about. William T. slam dunks his attitude with rants, political slurs about governmental blunders, world events and where this world is headed from a revelational point of view. See if this podcast don't grab your fancy. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come sit beside William T. and take part in a podcast that promises to be inviting, action-packed and just plain crazy at times. Come hear some senseless jargon and an attitude from the shrewd dude from South Carolina. The old man of mayhem, William T. Come on be brave and go there right now. Well, wait until this show is over first though. Gail Carson is a singer and songwriter who produces some awesome music. Gail Carson is an ASCAP, multi-genre singer-slash-songwriter spanning folk, country, roots, Americana, and a little bit of rock and roll. www.gailcarson.com Gail Carson is also a radio show host of The Gail Carson Show, an original indie artist showcase series broadcast on internet radio stations all over the world. Gail Carson is a professional photographer, videographer, and graphic artist www.gailcarsonphotograph.com Gail Carson is a producer slash engineer. Gail Carson is a music promoter. Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. On the next episode of the Al Cornelli Show, live Sunday, February 15th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern, for the very first time ever, the Alice Cardinelli Show 
will be doing its weekly news hour on a Sunday night. We're going to end your weekend with some wonderful news. So, join the Oscar Nelly Show live for the first time this Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern for our very first Sunday night weekly news hour. I'm going to cover some awesome news, such as NBC News anchor Brian Williams being suspended for six months without pay. Plus, I'll recap WWE Monday Night Raw and WWE SmackDown from this week. And we'll talk about some other interesting things that took place this week. I'm also going to be doing a Hostess Red Velvet Cupcake Review on this Sunday's episode of Weekly News Hour. So be here live Sunday, February 15th, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern. com forward slash Crazy Alex Talks. Are you ready for some history? Well, Alex is going to tell you about the history of the world's largest store on Monday, February 16th, 2015. Live Monday, February 26, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern. Find out about the history of Walmart. We all know Walmart is one of the largest stores in the world. And this Monday, we're going to find out when Walmart first opened its doors. And we're going to find out how Walmart is doing now. Plus, I'll discuss the controversy surrounding Walmart and much more. So join me live for our next episode in history of... Right here on the Oscar Nelly Show as we learn about the history of Walmart this Monday, February 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Crazy Alex Talks. Calling all WWE and wrestling fans. Alex have another wrestling show for you, live Tuesday, February 17th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Alex will be talking about one of his favorite wrestlers of all time. Alex will be talking about WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania, the Icon, the showstopper in the main event. Live this Tuesday, find out what Alex thinks about Shawn Michaels as a wrestler. Find out his thoughts on Shawn Michaels' greatest matches of all time. And find out Shawn Michaels' WWE career as Alex breaks down the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels' career on the next episode of Wrestler Spotlight right here on the Alex Cardinelli Show, live Tuesday, February 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's time to get funky right here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. 
We're going to hear some wonderful music on the Alex Cardinelli Show. I hope you like music, so DJ Alex, take it away and play some wonderful music here on the Alex Cardinelli Show. Yeah! Another one bites the dust. Okay, so the first song we're going to hear for Valentine's Day music is the classic one, and I'm sure you guys know what song this is, and it's called Wild Thing. Your voice. 
I'm right at home. More than a man could ever want, girl. Cameras to see if I'm being pumped. Ain't no sense in lying to you or to myself. Everything about you is so, so You do your own thing You got your own money Everything about you is so down You're so down Beautiful More than a man could ever Show him what I got. Oh. 
about the game And how you play it, it's all about control And if you can take it, it's all about your death And if you can pay it, it's all about the pain Who's gonna make it? I am the game You don't wanna play me I am control There's no way you can shake me I am your daddy And now you can't pay me I am your pain And I know you can't pay me Yeah. 
You are now tuned back into the Alex Cardinelli Show, live with your host, Alex Cardinelli. We hope you enjoyed our nice music and commercial break and are ready for some fun discussion. What is Alex going to chat about now? Don't forget to call in at 1-323-642-1605 to let your voice be heard. Get involved with social media and tweet your thoughts on tonight's topic. Tweet to at Alex Cardinelli 1, capital A in Alex and C in Cardinelli. Now let's get back to the action. Here's Alex live from the Blog Talk Radio Studio in Springfield, Massachusetts. And we're back here live on the Alice Cardinelli Show. Hope you guys enjoyed our wonderful music and commercial break. And tonight we're doing our second episode of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. And today we're doing a very special Valentine's Day 2015 Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. And today we have a fun show, and we've got a lot of listeners. I'm so glad to see a lot of you listening live to the show. Hope you guys are enjoying tonight's show, and hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day. Now, before commercial break, I discussed the history of Hershey's chocolate, and I discussed some ideas for Valentine's Day breakfast, lunch, dinner, and desserts. And now we're getting ready for the fun part of the show. We're getting ready for my 11 delicious Valentine's recipes. But before I get to the recipes, I do want to give one more live caller plug-in so that any of my live listeners, if you have any Valentine's Day cooking or baking questions, you know where to call in. So go ahead and call in now if you've got any last-minute Valentine's Day cooking or baking questions or discuss your favorite Valentine's Day candy or wish us a happy Valentine's Day, one three two three six four two one six zero five. That's one three two three six four two one six zero five. After our recipes are done, I'm going to give a five-minute caller plug-in time where I would like to have a few more callers on the show. But right now, let's get to these delicious recipes because I know you guys were waiting. So here they are, 11 11 delicious recipes just for you. I hope you make them for Valentine's Day, and I hope you enjoy them. Well, my next recipe is going to hit home because I know each and every one of you has had this dish for breakfast for quite a while. So I know you guys are going to be looking forward to this. Here is my recipe for French toast. And as a kid growing up, every Saturday morning, I had French toast. So I figured since Valentine's Day falls on a Saturday this morning, we can have French toast on Valentine's Day. So here we go, Chef Alex's French Toast. You're going to need some slices of bread, and I generally make about 12 to 14 slices of bread since I have a family of six, but you can use however many slices of bread you want. I use about six eggs with um, a teaspoon of vanilla and a teaspoon of sugar and some milk whisked together, and some cinnamon. A teaspoon of cinnamon mixed in with my egg yolks. Then I preheat my griddle or my pan on the stove. I recommend using a griddle because that way your French toast comes out wonderful. And I dip my bread into the egg mixture on both sides, making sure it's moistened. 
and place it on my griddle or my pan and then cook it for three minutes per each side until it's nicely golden brown. Now, that is the easy French toast. But since it's Valentine's Day, I'm going to take it up a notch. You can serve this French toast with some fresh strawberries. It'd be awesome. So slice up some fresh strawberries and put it on the plate with French, your French toast. Or you can make a nice banana foster French toast for Valentine's Day by slicing up some bananas, putting them in a skillet, adding a little bit of butter and a half cup of sugar and a half cup of brown sugar and a little bit of vanilla extract and let the butter and sugars and vanilla melt together and cook the bananas and top that right over the French toast. It'll have a nice banana syrup to enjoy on Valentine's Day. And I recommend using a Texas toast for this French toast. So here, that is my recipe for French toast, friends. Are you looking for something awesome to make for breakfast on Valentine's Day morning? Well, this recipe is going to be awesome. I love making this on Valentine's Day or any day of the week, but it really is great for Valentine's Day. If you love pancakes, this is going to be an awesome pancake recipe. My personal favorite because, if you know me, I love anything red velvet. So, here is my recipe for a red velvet pancake with cream cheese icing. If you love red velvet cake or if you love red velvet cupcakes, you're definitely going to love waking up in the morning to some delicious red velvet pancakes. If your wife, husband, boyfriend, or girlfriend makes you a red velvet pancake, you're pretty special. So, here is my recipe for red velvet pancakes, perfect for Valentine's Day. Chef Alex's red velvet pancakes. Two cups of all-purpose flour. One cup of powdered sugar. Half cup of unsweetened cocoa powder. One and a half teaspoons of baking powder. Half teaspoon of baking soda. Half teaspoon of salt. One and a half cups of buttermilk. Two large eggs. Half cup of granulated sugar. And two tablespoons of red food coloring. Sift together the first six ingredients in a large bowl. Which would be the flour, sugar, cocoa powder, baking powder, baking soda, and salt. Whisk together buttermilk and next three ingredients in another bowl. That would be the eggs, granulated sugar, and red food coloring. Gradually stir buttermilk mixture into flour mixture until dry ingredients are moistened. Pour about a quarter cup of batter for each pancake onto a hot buttered griddle or non-stick skillet. Cook four to three, uh, three to four minutes or until tops are covered with bubbles and edges look dry and cooked. Turn and cook three to four minutes until done. And serve. Now they're going to serve these with maple syrup or my delicious cream cheese icing, which is simple to make. You're going to need 8 ounces of cream cheese, 4 ounces of butter, and 3 cups of powdered sugar, and a teaspoon of vanilla. Cream the cream cheese and butter together, then add the powdered sugar once at a time, and then fold in the vanilla, and your cream cheese icing is ready to serve. These red velvet pancakes are awesome, and I definitely recommend making them on Valentine's Day. 
All right, well, this next breakfast recipe is one for those who love omelets, especially on Valentine's Day. So, I'm not a big fan of omelets, but I will eat omelets on, let's say, Valentine's Day or any holiday like Easter. So, here is my recipe for my delicious mushroom omelet. You're going to need four eggs whisked together. You're going to need a cup or so of portobello mushrooms sliced. You're going to need a cup of mozzarella cheese, a cup of sharp cheddar cheese, and you're also going to need half of a cup of onion sliced. And if you want meat in this, you can add bacon or sausages. Alright, so what you're going to do now is get a small frying pan and grease it with butter. Then you're going to whisk your eggs and mix in your mushrooms, your cheese, and your onions. And put that all in the pan. And you're going to let it cook for two minutes. Then you're going to take your spatula and slightly flip the egg over and let it cook on the other side. And this is going to be this is going to result in a perfectly circular omelet. It's not folded in half, but it's an omelet that is in circle shape, which is one of my favorites. Okay. Now the key to this is making sure your pan is nice and warm. It's it's small and it's buttered very well so that it won't stick. Hopefully you'll enjoy my mushroom omelet. Alright, so my first dinner recipe for you is one that's gonna be phenomenal for you pasta lovers out there. Whether your wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever loves pasta, this is the recipe for you. Trust me, I'm Italian and I love pasta. Who better to trust than an Italian guinea who loves pasta? Alright, so this recipe is my pasta Florentine recipe. Creamy, cheesy Alfredo sauce mixed with tender and al dente vegetables and al dente linguine. So here is my pasta Florentine recipe. It starts off with my homemade Alfredo sauce. And for my Alfredo sauce, you're going to need one quart of heavy whipping cream. You're going to need four cups of Parmesan cheese. Two cups of shredded mozzarella cheese, salt and pepper, salt and pepper to taste, and your favorite seasoning to taste. Some fresh parsley and fresh oregano chopped. Then you're going to melt some butter in a heavy saucepan or a big saucepan. Add your heavy cream and bring to a, a boil. Make sure it is thickened before you add the cheese needs to be sickened. That's key to making your Alfredo sauce is to make sure your whipping cream is very thick and very warm. So I like to do it when it's almost boiling. Then add in your cheeses. Melt them. Then add your spices and your herbs and you're ready to go. Now for the Florentine you can use any vegetables you like but I use the following vegetables. Portobello mushrooms sliced, carrots sliced, onions sliced, red and green bell pepper sliced, and I also use a little bit of garlic and eggplant. 
Once you've got all your vegetables sliced, you're going to saute them in the skillets for about 10 to 12 minutes. Then you're going to add your Alfredo sauce and your cooked linguine pasta. And this is a great Valentine's entree for vegetarians. You could add meat to this. You can add chicken, beef, shrimp, steak, whatever meat you like, you can add to this. And that is my great recipe for pasta florentine. Alright, so this next recipe is one of my personal favorite childhood recipes growing up. As a kid, I loved a good chicken parmesan. And as an adult, I still love a good chicken parmesan. Matter of fact, chicken parmesan is one of my favorite dishes of all time. And it's a great entree for Valentine's Day for someone who loves chicken, someone who loves tomato sauce, and someone who loves gooey, ooey mozzarella cheese. So if you are a person who loves chicken parm, here is the recipe for you for this Valentine's Day. Chef Alex's Chicken Parmesan. One pound of boneless, skinless chicken breast. One cup of panko breadcrumbs. Half cup of all-purpose flour. Four eggs beaten. And you're also going to need some mozzarella cheese and some prepared tomato sauce. The tomato sauce can be homemade or can be store-bought. And you're also going to need some cooked pasta, preferably al dente. Alright, so what you're going to do now is you're going to pound your chicken out thin. Then you're going to dredge your chicken in the eggs, then the flour, then back into the eggs, and finally in the breadcrumbs. Then you're going to preheat your skillet with about a tablespoon or two of olive oil or canola oil. Or you can use more oil if you wish, but I only use about a tablespoon or two. Fry your chicken for about four to five minutes per side. Then put them on a parchment-lined baking sheet and pop them in the oven for about ten minutes so they'll finish cooking. You want your oven to be at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Take them out of the oven and top them with marinara sauce or tomato sauce, whatever you want to call it, and sprinkle on your mozzarella cheese. And pop it in the oven for another 12 minutes or until the cheese melts. And serve your delicious chicken parmesan with pasta and a salad and dinner rolls. And you've got a wonderful Valentine's Day entree. Okay, so we have one of my favorite teenage memories. As a teenager in culinary school, I first learned about Marsala wine, and I first learned about chicken Marsala. I love chicken Marsala. I'm an Italian guinea, so chicken Marsala is what we love. We have a delicious chicken entree with Marsala wine and fresh, delicious mushrooms. So if your husband or your wife loves wine, they love chicken, and they love mushrooms, this chicken marsala recipe is perfect for them this Valentine's Day. So, I'm happy to share my chicken marsala recipe with you so that you can make my delicious chicken marsala recipe at home for your loved one. So, here we go. Chef Alex's chicken marsala. One pound of boneless, skinless chicken breast some all-purpose flour, 
one pound of sliced portobello mushrooms, or any mushrooms you like, half a pound of sliced onions, two cups of marsala wine, use the marsala wine you would drink, not the crap from the grocery stores, one cup of chicken broth, and two teaspoons or so of all-purpose flour. And you're going to dredge your chicken in the all-purpose flour. And you're going to saute it in a pan with about two-thirds of a teaspoon of flour. Turn it over on its side after two minutes and continue cooking. Then remove it from the pan, and don't worry if the chicken is not fully cooked, it will cook in the sauce. Add your mushrooms and onions, and saute for 10 minutes. Then you're going to add your 2 teaspoons of flour. If it does not form a paste, you're going to need to add another 2 teaspoons of flour. Then you're going to add your marsala wine, which is going to deglaze the pan, and add some great flavor. Let the marsala wine deglaze for about five to seven minutes. Then add in your chicken broth and let simmer and thicken for six minutes. Add back your chicken and let it heat up and fully cook. Then your chicken marsala is ready to serve. I recommend serving chicken marsala with either pasta, rice, or mashed potatoes and vegetables. Chicken marsala is great. Serve it alongside a salad and some dinner rolls, and you've got a great entree for your loved one on Valentine's Day. I really do recommend Chicken Marsala on Valentine's Day. Well, this next recipe is going to be very similar to my Chicken Marsala recipe, but if you have a husband or a wife that does not like chicken and they like steak, this is your go-to recipe. Here is my steak marsala recipe. Believe it or not, marsala wine and mushrooms work well with steak, believe it or not. So, here's what you're going to need for my steak tips marsala. Chef Alex's steak tips marsala. You're going to need a pound of boneless steak tips. You're going to need a pound of portobello mushrooms. You're going to need a half pound of onions. You're going to need two cups of marsala wine. You're going to need a cup of beef broth. And you're also going to need two to four teaspoons of all-purpose flour. Dredge your beef in flour and then saute in a skillet with a little bit of olive oil until nicely browned. Then remove from the heat, add your mushrooms and onions and saute for ten minutes. Add your two to four teaspoons of flour until you form a paste and pour in your marsala wine deglazing the pan and deglaze for five to seven minutes. Then add in your, your beef broth and let it thicken for about seven to eight minutes. Add back your beef and you're ready to serve this great, great entree. Serve your beef tips marsala with um, pasta, rice, mashed potatoes, with vegetables, or anything you like. Beef chips marsala, also known as thick marsala, is pretty good. I really recommend you trying it for Valentine's Day. Alright, my next dinner recipe is for those who love a classic fish dinner.
Well, I'm here to share with you one of my favorite recipes. I learned this recipe from my great-grandmother who loved haddock. She loves baking haddock, and she shared this recipe with me before she passed away. And I'm more than honored to share with you, my listeners, my grandmother's baked haddock dinner. It's great for any day, but it's great for Valentine's Day because she made it with love, I make it with love, and you're going to make it with love. So here is my grandmother's baked haddock. First, you're going to need a pound or so of haddock. Then, you're going to need some panko breadcrumbs. You're going to need a little bit of mayonnaise to give the haddock some moisture as it bakes. You're going to need some cayenne pepper, just a little bit, so like a little pinch. You're going to need some oregano, a little pinch of that. You're going to need some paprika, a little pinch of that. Some Old Bay seasoning that you can use. Old Bay seasoning is great for seafood. And you're also going to need a little bit of Parmesan cheese to make it Italian. Remember, my grandmother was Italian. So, what you do is you spread the mayonnaise on top of the haddock filet. And then you're going to put some breadcrumbs on top of the mayonnaise. And then you're going to add your seasoning mix that you mix together with the ingredients that I've mentioned. Then you're going to pop that in a 350 degrees oven for about uh, 15 minutes. Take it out of the oven and let it cool for 3 or 4 minutes so all that those juices in the fish can resettle and redistribute. And to make your sides. This is great with a delicious mashed potato or even a rice pilaf or even vegetables. I like serving mine with a rice pilaf made with mushrooms. But you can serve with anything you like. So, for those of you who like fish, this baked haddock dinner recipe is going to please. Well, if you love whoopie pies like I love whoopie pies, you're going to love this recipe for Valentine's Day. Matter of fact, I am making these tomorrow for Valentine's Day. I love them. They're perfect for Valentine's Day. So here is my recipe for red velvet whoopie pies. Again, I love red velvet, so I'm sorry if you are shocked to see two red velvet recipes here on the Alex Cornelli Show, Cooking with Alex, 2015 Valentine's Day special. But hey, I think red velvet belongs on Valentine's Day. These are sort of similar to a red velvet cake or a red velvet cupcake, except they're sandwiched together. They're awesome. Remember, whoopie pie is half cookie, half cake. So here is my delicious recipe for a red velvet whoopie pie with a delicious cream cheese marshmallow icing or filling, whatever you want to call it. So the ingredients for the red velvet whoopie pie are three cups of all-purpose flour, a third cup of cocoa powder, one teaspoon of baking powder, half teaspoon baking soda, half teaspoon of salt, half cup of unsalted butter at room temperature, half cup of shortening, half cup of light brown sugar, one cup of granulated sugar, two eggs, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, three teaspoons red food coloring, and one cup of buttermilk. To make the whoopie pies, preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit, line two baking sheets with parchment paper and set aside. 
whisk together with flour, cocoa powder, baking powder, baking soda, and salt in a medium bowl set aside. In the bowl of a stand mixer with a paddle attachment, beat together the butter, shortening, and bowl sugars on low speed until just combined. Increase the speed to medium and beat until fluffy and smooth about five minutes. Add the eggs one at a time, beating well after each addition. Add the vanilla and the red food coloring and beat until just blended. Add half of the flour mixture and half of the buttermilk to the batter and beat on low until just incorporated. Scrape down the sides of the bowl. Add the remaining flour mixture and the remaining half cup of buttermilk and beat until well combined. Using a spoon or a cookie scoop, drop a tablespoon of batter onto one of the prepared baking sheets and repeat, spacing down at least two inches apart because they will rise. Bake one sheet at a time for about 10 minutes each or until the cakes spring back when pressed gently. Remove from the baking sheets and let cool for about 5 minutes before transferring them to a rack to cool completely and then frost with the icing. Now here is my delicious recipe for cream cheese marshmallow icing. 16 ounces of cream cheese. One cup of marshmallow fluff, three cups of powdered sugar, and a teaspoon of vanilla extract. Cream together the cream cheese and marshmallow. Then add the powdered sugar one cup at a time and add the vanilla. And frost the whoopie pies when they cool. So take a sandwich cookie, put some filling on top, and put another cookie on top of it. And there is my delicious red velvet whoopie pie recipe. I certainly hope you make it, and I hope you enjoy it because I'm going to make it as well. So join me as I make these delicious red velvet whoopie pies tomorrow. Well, if you go out to eat on Valentine's Day, or out to eat in general, you're going to know this dessert exactly. So... This recipe for Valentine's Day is a very romantic dessert. So, the recipe I'm going to give you is for my chocolate lava cake. A very romantic dessert that can be shared. Or, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, or husband can have their each individual lava cake. You cut it right in the middle of the cake and you've got a chocolate waterfall or lava fall coming out. Which is great, especially when topped to strawberries for Valentine's Day. So here is my recipe for chocolate lava cake. One package of semi-sweet baking chocolate or you can use chocolate chips. Half cup of butter, one cup of powdered sugar, two whole eggs, two egg yolks, six tablespoons of flour, and four ramekins. Instructions. Preheat the oven to 425 degrees. Generally, generously spray four small ramekins with non-stick baking spray. Add butter and chocolate to a large microwave-safe bowl and microwave for one minute or until butter is melted. Then stir until butter and chocolate are completely smooth. Stir in sugar until smooth. Add eggs and egg yolks, then beat for one minute. Add flour, then stir until just combined. If we spoon the batter into prepared ramekins, Bake for 12 to 13 minutes or until the sides are firm, but the centers are still soft, not jiggly. 
let cool for two minutes, then gently loosen cakes from the ramekin by sliding a knife around the edges of each cake, then invert cakes onto a serving plate, dust with powdered sugar, and serve with ice cream and strawberries. A very, 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 very good recipe and a good dessert for Valentine's Day. So give it a try, folks. Okay, so here is my recipe for chocolate-covered strawberries, which is a great snack to have on Valentine's Day. Think about it. What goes better than chocolate and strawberries? Two items that are perfect for Valentine's Day, chocolate and strawberries. So, you're going to need three simple items. Chocolate, a little bit of butter, and strawberries. So, you're going to need about three cups of chocolate chips, a teaspoon of butter, and strawberries. Melt your chocolate and butter in a microwave on 30 second intervals at medium speed. Stir constantly. Then, dip your strawberry into the chocolate and place on a parchment lined paper and let cool. And there you have it, chocolate covered strawberries. You could also do this using white chocolate. White chocolate covered strawberries are awesome and I actually love white chocolate covered strawberries as well. You can use this any kind of chocolate you want. Mark, uh, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, or white chocolate works wonders with this. So I hope you guys make some chocolate-covered strawberries. All right, those are all of our recipes for Valentine's Day, and I certainly hope you guys are going to try them out. They're all great recipes, and I recommend you making at least a few of them. So I hope you guys enjoyed those great recipes. And what a wonderful show this was tonight. If you got any questions, now's the chance to call in. One three two three six four two one six zero five. Or if you want to tell me about your favorite chocolate, one three two three six four two one six zero five. I'm getting ready to wrap up this great show. I want to thank you all for listening live to this awesome show. And if you're listening to the archive version, I want to thank you for listening to the archive version as well. I hope you guys have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And I'm really enjoying this Cooking with Alice Cardinelli series here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. I'm very glad that I put it here on the Alice Cardinelli Show because you guys seem to enjoy it as much as I seem to enjoy hosting it. A lot of live listeners tonight, and I'm very proud of that. So thank you very much for tuning into the Alice Cardinelli Show tonight. Now, before I go, I would like to announce our next Cooking with Alice Cardinelli show. And that's going to be on Tuesday, March 10th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I'll be talking about my favorite cake in the world, Red Velvet Cake. So on Tuesday, March 10th, I'll talk about the history of Red Velvet Cake. I'll have some delicious Red Velvet Cake recipes and some delicious Red Velvet recipes in general, such as Red Velvet Cheesecake, Red Velvet Cookies, and much more. It's going to be a show that you're going to love. So make sure you join our next Cooking with South Carolina show, Tuesday, March 10th, 
2015, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Red Velvet Kick. I know there's a lot of you out there that love Red Velvet like me, so it's going to be an awesome show. And we're also going to do a St. Patrick's Day-themed edition of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli on Tuesday, March 17th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern. My very first time doing an Irish-themed food show. And they say that Italians and Irish don't get along, but I'm going to attempt doing an Irish food show here on the Alice Cardinelli Show, Tuesday, March 17th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern as well. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the Alice Cardinelli Show. And if you did, please post it on your Google Plus account, your Facebook account, and your Twitter account. Copy and paste the show URL on your social media account so that we can get some more wonderful listeners. Also, you can find us on Facebook. Type in the Alice Cardinelli Show and click like on our fan page. We're on iTunes and we're on Stitcher Radio. Just do a quick search for the Alice Cardinelli Show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And I really would appreciate you following us there as well. And be sure to follow us on our website, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Crazy Alice Talks for some of our other awesome shows that we've got coming up for you here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. So, once again, I want to thank you all for listening to the Alice Cardinelli Show tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I hope you thought it was fun. Have a great Valentine's Day, and if you have any questions about my recipes, please email me at alicegoyankeescardinelli19 at gmail.com, or message me on Facebook, Alex Cardinelli. I really would appreciate it. So once again, thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Alex Cardinelli. Have a great, great Valentine's Day. And the Alex Cardinelli Show is now signing off. Good night, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day. From all of us to all of you. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for listening to the Alex Cardinal Show, your one stop for anything sports, news, politics, and general chat. Make sure you join us each and every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Please like our fan page on Facebook. Log on to Facebook and type in the Alex Cardinal Show and click like. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Check us out there. For more information on our show, check out our webpage, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talk. Have a good night, and thanks for listening to the Alex Cardinal Show.